What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Happy 4th of July to everybody that uh, is celebrating 4th of July and has... And a lot of people took off this week for vacation. Mm-hmm. Because especially 4th of July was on a Tuesday. They gave Monday off. So they took a longer weekday, which made it a long weekend. A lot of people have been gone since Friday. That's right. So hopefully everybody's out enjoying. We didn't necessarily go away this year. We stayed close to the crib. Yes, we usually go away for the 4th of July, but you had other work obligations here. so Yeah, so we just stayed home. We just barbecued at the crib. We uh, stayed in the pool all day long until I had to go work. I had and to do can an I event just tell you something? Hmm? I know that it's nice when someone's pool is warm because you don't get that brisk, cold feeling, right. the water and whatnot. But what you do is ridiculous. Like the way that you had that pool this weekend up until yesterday, it was just so ridiculous. I, I couldn't even get in. Yeah, and it was I my like fault. everything warm. It was 104 degrees, the pool. <laughs> But what happened was I, it was as hot as the jacuzzi. I left, I left the How heat on. How does that happen? I just left the heat on. D- Rashawn, you did it on purpose. No, I didn't think it was going to get you that warm. You didn't accidentally leave the heat on. I didn't think it was going to get that warm. Do not front for me. I thought boo. it was going to be around ninety, but I didn't think one hundred. It like it was. It How was many degrees high. was it outside? What was the temperature? I don't know about ninety-two yesterday. Ninety-two degrees uh-huh. outside. And then a hundred and change in the pool. Yeah, it was it was pretty warm. Like it was not refreshing. Like that was a little torturous. I enjoyed it though. I was in the pool all day. No, Rashawn, you could not have enjoyed that. There was like it. Oh, I I put my foot in, and I'm like, oh my, I can't even go in there. I'm just gonna sit over here with the Poland Springs, and I don't even drink water like that. Yeah, but it was good. I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm. the day with my family. That's well, I all hope it was. you guys were able to hang out at a cool pool, right. well, a nice, a nice, refreshing pool because it was like hell over here. Oh boy! All right, you know what I wanted to talk about today? What? I got into an argument on the radio last week with uh, Doctor Umar Johnson. Who's Doctor Umar Johnson? He's a uh, he's a doctor from um Philly. He, mm-hmm. he does a lot of motivational speeches. He's uh. Very good brother, but we just disagreed on this one thing that we were actually talking about. What he, kind of argument was it like? Just a disagreement? Just or was a disagreement. It a heated discussion? I mean, no, 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 just a disagreement. I mean, we're both grown ass men. We ain't gonna get into no fight over no disagreement unless okay. he calls you or, or the kids a name. But he was just <laughs> okay. actually talking about interracial relationships mm-hmm. and interracial dating. And um, he was talking about, a, uh, I can't remember who he was talking about. But he said this guy, his legacy would have been so great, but he made two mistakes. One mistake, he said something, yada, yada, yada. And he said the other mistake was the guy married a white woman. Mm-hmm. So I stopped him. I said, well, why is that a mistake? Uh-huh. And he says, well, I feel that, you know, uh, people marry outside of their race to try to prove something to somebody else. And he felt that you shouldn't marry outside of your race, that if you're a black man, you should marry a black woman. You know, and every other race does it, and this, that, and the other. And I disagreed. And every I, other race doesn't do it. Oh, he said majority of the time, other races do it. And to take it outside of him, because shout to Doctor Umar Johnson, but we're not talking about him today. I just want to talk about interracial relationships and, and interracial dating. See, for myself, what what how I tried to explain to him how I think a lot of people date outside of their race is I'm from Queens, right? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, if I'm from Queens, you are usually attracted to or date within your environment because that's what you see most of. In that's my what opinion. you come in contact that's with. That's what you come in contact mm-hmm. with the majority of the time. So I'm from Queens. Nine times out of ten, if I stay in Queens, I'm going to date somebody from Queens or from my community. Or that's what usually happens. Right. right. 
But what I explained to him, I said, my son is not going to be the same. I said, you know, we moved away from Queens to get a better lifestyle, a, a better uh, education for school, a, a little bit of everything, a bigger home or property. And I said, the majority of people my son is around is not going to be African-American. Mm-hmm. They're going to be everything. They, they might be Indian. They might be black. They might be white. They might be Asian. Asian. They might doesn't be matter. It might anything. be Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I said, as a, as a father, I don't care who my son brings home race wise. You know, I, I honestly don't care. You know, I care who's going to treat my son or treat my daughter with respect treat my son and, and and who's the best with my kids you know I'm not looking for oh well you got to marry this type of person no I'm looking for I want you to marry somebody that's that makes you happy that that you enjoy that you're attracted to that you're connected to that is your soulmate that's what makes me happy you know I don't care about anything else that's my opinion a lot of people feel that way but I, I realized by reading some of my comments that some people feel that you really should marry or date in your race what do you think well clearly i disagree because if that were the case i wouldn't be here yeah, you're, you're a little bit of you're a little bit of mutt you got everything yeah in there. so my mother's mother is half chinese half jamaican correct my mother's father is scottish so my mother is black white and chinese and my father is puerto rican right so Clearly, I support interracial dating, interracial relationships. And I think that anybody that doesn't is really just small minded and ignorant and naive on a lot of fronts. Love is love. And it doesn't matter if you date someone in your community, in your environment, Mm -hmm. or if you date someone that you met online across the world, who you connect with is who you connect with. And there's a lot to be said about chemistry. And sometimes you can find chemistry with someone that can be unmatched by anybody else. And to close the door on that chemistry because of someone's race is ridiculous. I personally, it gives me a certain kind of joy when Mm -hmm. I'm driving in my car or walking through the mall or walking down the street and I see an interracial couple. And I'm going to be honest, especially when one member of that interracial couple is white because black people as a whole have been suppressed by white people for so long and racism still exists so when you see just one you know walking down the street that may be with um you know a black woman or a black man or a member of a different ethnicity it just gives me a little dose of joy to know that we as a society have come one step forward, even if it's in the form of that one person holding another person's hand. So I I love to see that. I love people having open minds and not seeing color, but seeing a heart, a spirit, a soul, seeing love. So anyone who tries to develop a reason as to why anything else is more important than that I feel sorry for them. Well, I know with, with Dr. Umar Johnson, he felt like uh, if you're outside of the race, you don't under- necessarily understand the same struggle or the same things that 
we have to go through or the things that, you know, we have a, a problem with or what we have to deal with. So why would you date outside your race so that person will never understand the feeling? And you know something? Maybe he's right. But how blessed would another person be to find someone that's willing to understand, right. that's willing to be taught? That may mean even more that you come in contact with someone that's that's there for it, that wants to be a part of your life, that wants to know what the struggle is, that wants to know what you go through, that wants to know what your day-to-day is and all the walls that you may come up against. Right. You know, and that person might be willing to support you. And like, how lucky are you to meet someone that's kind of willing to express a little bit of selflessness and be there for you? Right. I think that that is even more special. It can be even more special. It's not about finding someone that you can identify with necessarily. It's not, it doesn't have to be about identifying with that person. You can teach somebody else. You can bring somebody on that journey with you. And like I said, that's another little step. That's one less person that is going to fall in that trap of Prejudging because their understanding is greater than what they started out with. Right. And, you know, for me, I'm proud to be who I am. You know, I never take that away. I never take it for granted. I never take it lightly. But when it comes to, you know, interracial dating or or interracial relationships, like I said, I honestly don't care. You know, you know, and, and I can only think about, you know, what my daughter or son will be doing when they start dating or who, who they will see. And I, and I feel like if I tell my son, my black son, my African-American son, my, my black daughter only date black. I feel like I'm being racist. You are, you know what I mean? I feel like, you would be. I feel like I'm doing what everybody else is doing. Like, well, no, don't date that person, you know, uh, only date black. No, I'm not going to say that. You the know, only because, thing that should matter is how someone makes you feel and how someone treats you. That's mm-hmm. that's it. You know what I mean? And and because of that, I'm like, I don't care. I like I like this is my whole thing. I don't care who you date out there. I just want you to be happy. You know, that's the whole thing with 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 this world and and, and everything that's going on. You know, money comes and goes. Luxurious things, cars, you know, jewelry, shoes, bags, electronics all those things comes to go even even you know the way you look beauty you know you know you can be so beautiful but you know when you get older you start getting you know what what's these things called in your eyes scarecrows what they call <laughs> crow's feet yeah you get start get crow's feet you start getting wrinkles and your looks don't look as good as you did when you were 1920 but who cares because when you find that person that loves you for you mm-hmm. and doesn't give a fuck about your looks doesn't give a fuck about your money. Doesn't give a fuck about how many shoes you have. If your eyebrows are painted on or, or tattooed on. Doesn't give a fuck if you gained a little weight. Doesn't give a fuck if, if you doodle, you don't wipe your ass good and you leave doodle stains in your underwear. They don't care about that. Why are you looking at me like that? It's just the way that you kind of explain things. No, they don't care about that. <laughs> they care about loving somebody. You know, uh-huh. when I when when I started dating you, I didn't say, "Wow, I wonder if she's black or Asian or Spanish." I didn't say that. I just said, "Oh, wow, she's beautiful. Wow, she treats me nice. She's she's into me. She 
takes care of me. She looks out. She has my back. I love her. That's what I looked at. I didn't say, well, well, you know, she doesn't look like a typical black girl. So I don't know if I could bring her home. I, it wasn't like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I Listen, what you said before is kind of like nail on the head. A parent who only guides their children to date within their own race is being racist. I agree. You know, you're turning away other races and other potentials for love and fulfillment based on someone's skin tone. And yes, we all know that culturally a person's skin tone is tied into their experience and their knowledge and who they may be because of the communities that they may have grown up with, the parents that they may have grown up under, and it's all kind of connected. But that doesn't mean that that person isn't a whole person. It doesn't mean that that person isn't a beautiful person that isn't willing to learn and willing to see the beauty in you. Right. So as human beings, we should give all human beings a chance. But let me ask you about maybe what, what, what did you say his name was? Dr. Umar Johnson. What he might have been getting at because... Yes, we can talk about what it should be and everything, but what a a lot of people are probably thinking is that same idea that always, always, always comes up. And that idea is that when a lot of black men become famous or become successful or earn a little something that they turn to typically white women, but sometimes um, they're accused, even if it's a non-white woman, if it's a Spanish woman or, you know, something along those lines, a non-black woman, um, they turn to women under that category as a trophy or as a symbol of success. What do you think about that? Um... Because that's like the resonating idea that you hear over and over and over again. Whenever you see a black man with, let's just say, a white woman, right. it's, oh, he couldn't find a beautiful, intelligent, equally successful black woman. He had to go for someone outside his race. That is what you see. That is what that is the resonating tone whenever you see something like that. Now, don't get it twisted. I do feel in certain cases, I do, I do think you see that. I do think you see... Uh, African-American men, men in our culture, black men make money and then they they forget about who they are and where they came from. I do see that all the time. I mean, I think um, the perfect example, I think, is O.J. Simpson. We talk about O.J. all the time and watching O.J.'s story and the fact that O.J. Mm-hmm. said, I'm not black, I'm O.J. You know, I, I do think that you see it a lot of times. I do think you see men who gain a lot of money and I don't necessarily think it happens because they necessarily wanted to, but I think it happens because of their environment. And the reason I say that is is what usually happens, right? Let's say you have a, a, a young black boy that does great in sports, right? He gets a scholarship to what school? Mm-hmm. He's not going to an HBCU because nine times out of 10 HBCUs when it comes to division one basketball are usually not as good as those other Ivy League schools, right? Or not necessarily Ivy League, or but Division there's other Division One schools, right? right. Mm-hmm. So he usually goes to a Division One school, which is usually a UCLA or 
a, a Duke or one of those schools, correct? Mm-hmm. Those schools are predominantly what? White. Predominantly white. Mm-hmm. So now you have this black boy that's now playing ball, football, basketball, baseball for these schools who's a, 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 a athlete, a star. His environment had changed. He's mm-hmm. no longer in, in Queens. He's no longer in Newark. He's no longer... In, in Atlanta. He's no longer in North Carolina, in Charlotte. He's no longer in those cities. He's no longer in Compton. He's now he's in a different area with a, diff, a different environment. So he's seeing different people, meeting different people. So I think when it comes to those situations, now it's no longer my communities. Now it's, oh my gosh, I'm looking at a, a bunch of different things. And that's what they're flocking to or, or dating or, or going towards because they're no longer in that community anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that it's only a problem for any race when they target a particular other race to date. And I'm not talking about people's general attraction because everybody has their own preference. Some people, some men like thick women, some men like thin women, some men like long hair, some men like short right. hair. You know, everybody likes their own um, set of characteristics, characteristics when it comes to someone else's appearance. So right. they're entitled to that. So if you genuinely are just attracted to a particular look, then I don't see a problem with that. But when it's for the wrong reasons, if you are targeting a particular type of human being solely for the purpose of that person being a trophy or proving something to the masses, then there's something wrong with that. And it doesn't matter what you're yeah, that's is. wrong. That's absolutely that, positively that wrong. Is, if that that's is what you're wrong. looking for as a trophy. But- I think that it's only okay when you're genuine in your desire for another person as long as it's genuine and it comes from a good place and it is about the love and the connection and the chemistry then I think that it's wonderful no I think it's wonderful when it has that chemistry but I think a lot of times I think a lot of men get brainwashed because they are leaving their home they go into these other places and these other people are opening them up to so many different things because at the end of the day I think a lot of these women want to trap these players as well and trap these guys as well when we're talking about athletes you know like I said you're leaving your community and you're going to a whole different place a whole mm-hmm. different ball ball game mm-hmm. you're a star mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to make it to the NFL or the NBA or just a star on campus and a lot of women flock to these players of course because of that but if they weren't playing basketball or weren't playing football or weren't playing baseball they'd be like the ugly dude oh that's the ugly guy we're never talking to him but because they have some type of skill in their athletic it's well, like because they're going somewhere there you go it's you because they're it. going somewhere you said it but to answer to, to to basically say what you just said, I agree. If it's genuine and you really fall for somebody and you I really like somebody, that's beautiful. But if mm-hmm. it's I'm looking for a trophy to say I've made it, go fuck yourself. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that, that's crazy. Right. That's crazy. So no, I mean, I'm all for love. It okay. doesn't matter in what way, shape, or form. No, I agree with you. All right. So we were supposed to be doing a whole bunch of emails today for the 4th of July. We said we were going to read a bunch of emails. So We said it amongst ourselves. So let's try to get a bunch a, a bunch of let's emails done. As I just wanted to do that can. because it was all over the internet. Dr. Umar Johnson said something and I disagreed. So I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just like to get your opinion. I didn't tell you anything about it, but I just like to do yeah, it live I didn't know that that happened. on the podcast. Because mm-hmm. that way you don't get a chance to think about it and it's just a reaction and you just got to go. Okay. All right, so let's go to the emails. Okay. 
So wait, did you pre-choose this? Because originally what we were going to do is literally just scroll and point and pick random Yeah, I'm just, I'm just scrolling. I'm just scrolling and picking. Okay. Ready? All right. Hey, Casey crew. I'm 22 years old and I'm currently in medical school. I have been with my boyfriend for four years now and I truly believe that he is my soulmate. He is also in med school. We are best friends and he treats me great. The one thing that is constantly an issue in our relationship is that I am celibate. I told him prior to us getting in a relationship that he said that he would wait. He constantly states that marriage is stupid and that I am only celibate because I want a big ring and a nice wedding at a young age. I have told him that this is a religious decision (laughs) that I made before even meeting him. But he says that he puts a limit on our love. He constantly Mm -hmm. talks down on being celibate and says how much he hates it. Of course, I would like to make my boyfriend happy, but I'm just not comfortable with breaking my my virginity before marriage. This is constantly putting a strain on our relationship. I value your advice and would love to hear your take on this. Thank you. You heard what he said. Basically, you're holding this whole sex thing over my head so that you can get the ring and the wedding early. Right. Which is a shame that that's his take on it because it seems as though he doesn't value her convictions. Correct. At all. Which is which is sad. Now, listen, I understand if it's not for him. Right. That is not for, I would say, 90% of people Correct. out there. I don't think that you're very likely to find somebody that'd be willing to stick around that long in a celibate relationship. Most people aren't going to wait until marriage, but she has to do what is right for her. Correct. If that is her religious stance and that's how she honors her God, then that is what she needs to do. And if he's along for the ride, then that's wonderful. Then she found a rare person. But if he's not, then regardless of how in love they are, she has to let him go. Right. And, and I agree with you. You know, it wasn't even the fact that he can't deal with it or can't stand it. It's the fact that he's putting what she's doing down. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could say, you know what? The celibate thing. I don't want to do it. You know, I want to I want to fuck. I want to smash. I want to make love. That's what you could say. But when you start saying, oh, you just want to do this because you want a big ring and a big house at an early age. Now you're disrespecting mm-hmm. her. Now you're downplaying why the, the reason that she wants to do it. And I don't like that. You know, right. That's where you have to say, you know what? Well, this ain't for you, boo boo. And clearly he's an intelligent person. They're both in med school. Right. They had to get, you know, good grades on their MCATs. Like they these are intelligent people. So he knows what he's doing. Right. At the very and you know, it's probably just an avenue that he's taking to try to convince her because a lot of times when a person can't get through to you with logic and common sense then they resort to insulting you and putting you down because one way didn't work so he just reached into his bag of tricks and that's what he came out with right so now he's trying to demean her and the things that are important to her at the same time explain to her why it's important to him but what he doesn't realize is that he's probably pushing her away but it might have a little bit of an impression on her because she wrote this email saying what do we think right and, and I think that she should stand strong and stand strong and really do what she feels let me, uh, let me wait just I'm say- sorry baby they said that they've been together she said that they've been together for what four years 
Um, let me see. Yes, four years now. So he held out this long. He's probably just at his wit's end. Right. If he held out this long, that tells me that he loves her and he really does want to be with her. Maybe just It's just surprising that he's not willing to commit, willing to at least maybe propose at this stage because they're in med school. They've been together for four years. They're both on the same track. If he held out this long, it tells me that she is the one. Right. That he probably does want to marry her and wants a future with her. We probably can't afford it. You know, if you think about it, if if they're 22, they probably, this is their first year in med school probably. They probably, they got what, four years left? No, it's probably their first, yeah, their first year. They probably got 21. four years mm-hmm. left, three years left in med school. He's probably like, I can't wait another three years. Then I got to be able to afford it. I just can't wait. Mm-hmm. But I, but I tell you what though, you know, and um, it's when you're ready and maybe your, your feelings might change. You know, I have an assistant. My assistant's name is Sage. And you want, she, you know, Sage wants her business out in the street. Like yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Okay. She, <laughs> okay. she recently lost her virginity about maybe two weeks ago. Right. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. This is a new development. I didn't know this. Yeah, about two weeks ago, she lost her virginity. Uh, with somebody that she's been, you know, seeing off and on since they were in, I believe, middle school, mm-hmm. uh, her boyfriend. And, you know, they went away from college, different schools, got back together and she decided to let him smash. And um, I she, think that she would probably use the term make love to him. Whatever. But <laughs> she's happy. And she said that they they've uh, smashed several times since then. And she can you just changed. This is like she was a virgin. So can you not use the word smash in her particular case? Okay. Well, all right. Well, they may love. Okay. Thank you. Just for this, for this particular example, please just use that term. Well, they did it several times since then and she was happy. And Mm -hmm. I think she was happy because she decided when she was ready to do it, you know, and everybody made fun of her. She was what? About 20, say she's about 23, 24 years old. Everybody made fun of her. Oh, you haven't had sex. You don't do this. But she held out. So be clear. She was a virgin. She was a virgin yes. and she held out till she was ready. Right. And maybe, and that's what you do. You hold out till you ready. Don't let nobody pressure you. But did Sage want to wait until she was married? Was she, that her goal? I never really asked. I assumed that's what she wanted to do. That was my do. assumption as well. I, I assumed, but uh, I'm not sure. But she had sex with with this dude and she seems happy she waited to when she was and and now she felt comfortable and she was just pretty much good did she it. tell you about it she did <laughs> but i like i feel like uh, I, I mean not that i feel like it but since i'm older than sage i still feel like the daddy moment like i don't want to hear that Ugh, keep it moving you know what I mean? so i really didn't she was telling angela Yee at the time and i was like i don't want to hear that Oh, okay. But I over. But it was a good experience. It was a good experience was, for her because well, she was comfortable wonderful. as she waited. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, you just be comfortable. You wait till you're comfortable. Don't no, let nobody. No, I don't you. even think it's about comfortability. What's her? Did she leave a name? No, anonymous. Okay, she probably wants it now. She would probably be comfortable or more than comfortable doing it now. The thing that it seems that's holding her back to me mm-hmm. is her religious conviction. So it's not about, well, you know, you hold out until you're comfortable. If this is what she believes in, and clearly it's a lot more important to her than it is to most. Right. Then she needs to hold. If she held out four years, go for the gusto. There you go. Wait until you get married because maybe God has something in store for you if you do wait until you're married. There's a reason why 
this is so like on the pinnacle of importance for you. It's not you're you're rare. You're rare. So hold out and you may lose this boyfriend. He may stick around. You may go through a lot of trials and tribulations in the pursuit of him waiting for, you know, that eighth year or whenever uh-huh. the time comes that you might have a lot of ups and downs it almost seems like it's par for the course when someone has to wait that long for something that they want so badly mm-hmm. but you see it to the end I don't know I just think that God has your destiny in mind for you okay alright let's go to another email now now this is from Shy Girl she says hey Envy and Gia I'm a huge fan of the show I've been with my boyfriend for two years we're both 28 and thinking about starting a family I love to travel and he feels like we're getting older and I need to stop traveling so much and start preparing financially for kids. Recently, I became sick and have a lot of medical bills coming in. When I was going to the doctor, he said he would help me pay some of the bills. Now that the bills are coming in in mail, he hasn't said anything about giving me money to help out. I'm not sure if I should ask him for money or just try to get them paid on my own. Also, this has me second guessing whether we are ready to start a family. I've always been scared to rely on people, and this just seems like it might be a red flag. I should just maybe stay independent. Please help, shy girl. Mm. Well, this might be the proud part of me talking, Mm -hmm. and being proud is not something to be proud of. Um, But I do have um, my proud moments. And personally, I don't think that she should ask him to help her with her bills. I'm sorry that you were going through an illness and I'm glad that you know, you're know you on the up and up now. However, when it comes to the bills being paid, he's your boyfriend. You guys have been together for years now. And when you were going through it, he told you that he was going to help you. Right Now that time has come. The bills are coming in and he hasn't stepped up to the plate. That should tell you a lot. It's not like they're secret bills and he has no idea that they're coming in. The fact that he hasn't stepped up to the plate and said, you know what, I want to help you out with this or, you know, I want to give you a little bit of money to contribute towards that. It means that either he can't or he doesn't want to. But the problem for me is that he hadn't even addressed it. He didn't say anything. It's as though they're coming in and He's turning a blind eye. Right. So it kind of makes me feel that maybe he's just not about that. He would tell you if he wanted to. So for me, I would prefer to approach that situation like an independent person. I would prefer to stand on my own two feet, save my money, get my funds together and take care of my bills and think about that at the current time and not think about starting a family. It should give you a moment of pause because when it comes to starting a family, that's a huge commitment, whether you're talking about getting married or you know another course that you have your mind's eye on. But that means that he would have to be responsible enough in a financial way and in an emotional way. It would mean that he'd He's the type of person to 
tackle a problem head on. Those bills are coming in. I told you I was going to help you with them. I cannot right now because I have these other things that I have to pay for, or I can't right now, but this is my intention. Let's try to put our money together and get that out of the way so that we both have clear credit and then we can move on and start planning our future. He would need to be able to be mature enough to handle it in that type of way. And that would indicate to you that he's the type of person that you do want to go on and create a future with. But the fact that he just doesn't have, he just hasn't said anything and you have no idea what he's thinking, if he plans on helping, if he doesn't, that sounds like immaturity to me. Right. You know, hmm. I don't respect what he did. And the reason why is, and it's not a fact of saying I'm going to lend you the money and not lending it is I'm going to lend you the money. And just don't say shit. You know, obviously he came out of his way and said, hey, babe, you're sick or you're going through this thing. I'm going to help you with the bills. You know, the bills are coming in. Right. So if you know the bills are coming in, don't start looking up in the air like I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. That's not right. I don't respect Whack. that. And if that is the case, no, I would never ask. No, he knows what it is. He knows those bills are coming in. I would never ask. I wouldn't say anything. I would take care of it myself and just keep that in the back of your mind when you do things. You know, I'm not going to say that's an end all be all for the relationship. He might have his reasonings, but I wouldn't bring it up, you know. And when we continue the relationship and we continue to move it on, I would have my my money on his side Mm -hmm. and you have yours on your side. I don't necessarily agree with that. Gee and I have our money together, but there is no way in hell I would have to ask or beg or have to remind you for something that you promised that's not going to happen see Rashawn and I have been together for 22 years we've been married for 16 years and I think that there might have only been two maybe three times that I've ever asked him for anything and the reason why is we are together what I'm going through he's aware of what he's going through I'm aware of it's like if he comes home and he's like babe I just broke my leg and I'm like, all right, well, go ahead and lay down. I might know that he can't walk. He needs help taking a shower. He needs help getting food. He needs a massage. He's going to need his medicine. He's going to have a list of needs. I don't need him to tell it to me. It is obvious. So I've never had to ask him anything because he assesses my needs and he addresses them before I ever need to say anything. And if he doesn't, And this is just my own personality. I take that as a slap in the face. And then I react by being too proud to ask. And then my frame of mind would be like, well, I just have to depend on myself. I guess that, you know, me having a problem and it being on Front Street isn't enough for him to step up to the plate. Well, that's why it's important for women to be independent. It's important for people to be independent. As long as you don't need him to take care of your bills, then you're in a good place. Would it be nice? Would it be helpful for him to be there for you? Of course. But remember, it's not his responsibility because he's not your husband. Right. You are not married. So, of course, we all love to have wonderful people in our lives that will help because they love us and all that other good stuff. But I can't judge him too harshly because... Technically, it's not his responsibility. There's a big difference between being someone's boyfriend or girlfriend and being their husband or wife. As a husband or a wife, you absolutely positively have certain expectations put on your shoulders. It's not a bad about 
responsibility about boyfriend and, and, and husband in my opinion it's that you said something like your word is your bond you told well, that's me, different you told me you were going to do it. it whether you're my your boyfriend or, or your husband or fiance this is what you said and now you're taking back from your word that's the problem i don't care what they are in a relationship is you told me something and now you took that back which i found is foul you know that is foul but if they were already married, that expectation would already be put in place because what's yours is mine, including my problems. So if I have a problem, that is your problem. Yeah, but in all- So there is an unspoken expectancy if you are married and if you are boyfriend and girlfriend, then that expectancy is not necessarily there. But for the fact that he did say that he was going to help her when those bills came in. Yeah, because a lot of marriages, people don't have their money together. Like in our case where, you know, maybe I have my own money, you have your own money and you're getting medical bills and you'd be like, well, I'll help you. The fact is that he said I would and just all of a sudden got amnesia. That's annoying in all types of relationships, friendships, even when people all of a sudden develop amnesia. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get to the next email. Uh, Her name is Anonymous. She says, I lied to my man and quit my job without him knowing. Hey, Gia. Hey, Envy. I love your show. You guys always have the gems and it's becoming therapeutic for me. I really appreciate what you guys do. Now, I'm 26 years old. I'm dating a 30-year-old man for seven months now. Side note, no children are involved. It was instant, intense chemistry immediately. And over the months, we've grown closer and closer. So close that he moved in with me after four months. Now, this time has been amazing, as you can imagine, a honeymoon stage. We cook all the time. We work out. We skate. We uh, practice mental health. (laughs) binge watch shows all of that Mm -hmm. we also have full-time jobs and i have a supplemental part-time job to support ourselves mind you my full-time job has driven me absolutely crazy and we spoke and vented about it almost every day he confronted me all the time and would mention that he hates seeing me work so much and he considered getting a part-time job to help as well eventually my job became too much for me so i started interviewing at different places I was very confident in myself and thought something would pull through, maybe overconfident. So I quit my full time job without letting my man know he was absolutely pissed off for that. And I understand without plans to move across the country coming up at the end of the year since he's lost trust in me. It's been a bit awkward. We've completely stopped having sex throughout this past month. We've been arguing nonstop, crying, apologizing, hurting feelings, and I've even thrown things, not his, around the apartment. I've apologized on multiple occasions. I'm very honest and I'm front with everything, including my plans, and I'm constantly asking and doing what I can do to make things better. Now, I'm not sure if we can salvage this. I feel like shit, and I know I'm the cause of all of this. I still apologize when he brings it up that I lied to him. I'm an asshole for saying this. But I think it's getting old. Am Mm -hmm. I supposed to just endure this negativity and attempts to tear down everything that I try to do for us? My mental health is at risk. I'm bipolar currently going through regular therapy sessions, but I rely on natural remedies as opposed to prescription meds. However, I do love him and I know he loves me. It just seems like he doesn't want to be here. I know he's been homesick since moving to my state a few years ago, and I fear he may be trying to go back. P.S., When I told him about the bipolar disorder, 
The same day I was diagnosed, he revealed to me that he has a mild form of bipolar disorder three years ago. Mm. I'm a little pissed off because he's been screaming at me for lying and he's been holding his secret in since we met. Right. If I wasn't diagnosed, would he have told me? Is this whole thing just him projecting onto me? Whew, I haven't shared my concerns <laughs> with this because I don't want to seem like I'm going tit for tat. At the end of the day, I'm still wrong for lying about the job. Any thoughts or advice or prayers would help. Thank you for your time. Okay. So let me let me start off by saying tit for tat in and of itself is not good. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there are rare opportunities where it can be useful. And just in sorting things out in your own mind, like for instance, and to answer her question, I doubt very much that there would come a time in the near future where he would have revealed his mental health status Uh with her had she not revealed hers with him. Correct. Maybe there would have been a time down the road where he would have, you know, explained to her and he would have told her why, but I doubt that it would have came sooner than later. Mm -hmm. And why that little piece of information is important is... He held on to something that he knew because he didn't want to drive her away. He didn't think that it would be conducive for the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. She withheld this information. She did not lie to him. She did something without allowing him the opportunity to weigh in. Mm -hmm. She did that without asking his advice. And he's taking offense to that. Do I understand why he would take offense to it? Absolutely, because they seem like a team. Right. They seem like they're in it together. It seems mm-hmm. like they fell hard in love. And as she was describing their relationship, it sounds wonderful. They do everything together. They binge watch TV together. They practice mental health together. I just see them playing tennis, running in the park, you know, doing adventure, thrill seeking type things. That's what I see when you read her email. Correct. They moved in together. Very quickly, possibly too quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now they're planning on moving across the country together at the end of the year. So, and also when she was talking about all of her, um, like the dismay that she has with her job, he's like, you know what? I'm going to maybe get a part-time job as well to kind of supplement, you know, he's coming from a position where we're going to do this together. Correct. So I think that he's really offended that she made such a heavy decision without his input or without his okay or without his anything. So I understand that. But he should be in a position where he can understand why she may have done it because he withheld a piece of information from her at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think for totally different reasons. I think that she was just either confident or overly confident and thought that another job would come and she was probably just at her wits end with the job that she's at and she was probably just like, you know what, later for this, I'm done. Right. But it probably puts a financial strain and the financial strain may fall on him. But I just think that he should understand once she explains it and was she right? Probably not. But We're not perfect and we make mistakes. And once someone apologizes and explains why they did something, if you love them, he has to be able to forgive. And forgiving doesn't mean that 
you accept it and then you constantly throw it in her face or you accept it and then you constantly argue about it. It's something on the scale of like big things. It's like a little big thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for him to drag it on day after day, week after week and for it to threaten their relationship, in my opinion, it's not as big of a thing. Oh, you did something wrong. You get a little slap on the wrist. We figure it out. We move on. And we're still moving across country at the end of the year. He might have to weigh and gauge how much he can trust her. But that's something that he can get through. You know, can I trust you to make big decisions? Can I be certain that you're not going to make big big decisions on your own without my input? Maybe he has to figure that out. But I don't to me, it doesn't seem relationship threatening. And he should really understand maybe where she's coming from. I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I think that's perfect. Um, I would just say two things. If I was bipolar and I just met somebody, I wouldn't tell him either. There's no way <laughs> in hell I'm telling you I'm bipolar. Because the mm-hmm. first thing you think of, and I don't know what bipolar means specifically what it really means but the only thing i can assume is what i think of when i hear bipolar is mm-hmm. somebody saying hey how you doing i hope your day is great you fucking bitch hope you fucking die that's, okay yeah so that's not bipolar that, i mean that could be maybe an extreme <laughs> an extreme but that's that's what i think of when i hear case bipolar, of bipolar. I, I, and i don't know like i really don't know but that's what i think of when i, I think of bipolar and for most people i think they think that as well so if i'm meeting somebody and I don't want them to think I'm that way mm-hmm. and maybe bipolar is different. I'm not going to tell them right away because you told me, you know, if 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 I met you for the first time and you told me you were bipolar when we first met, I'd be like, hmm. I would really keep an eye out for everything, you know, mm-hmm. but I would want you to love me first and then be like, hey, babe, you know, I'm, I'm a little bipolar. Which might have been his explanation right. as to why he didn't tell her. And I'm cool with that. Right away. And I think that that's okay. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, did he lie? But he didn't lie. He same, did keep a secret. He yes, kept he a secret. secret. But it's a very important secret. It's it is. something that if she wanted to be a bitch about it, she could make a very strong case Absolutely. that she had the right to know at the onset of their relationship and that she should have been in the position to decide if she wanted to continue to pursue a relationship with him. Right. That sounds good. But at the same time, while that's all well and good, she should also be able to understand why he didn't tell her in the first place. Right. Because and, what I think his explanation would be and what you think his explanation would be, it does make sense. Like, take the opportunity to know me. See if you can love me. See if what your preconceived notion of bipolar is if it's actually in step with what it really is, give me a chance to show you that maybe it's not what everybody thinks. Right. And then let me let you know what I suffer from. Right. You know, and let's just take that into consideration. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe his mental health condition is the reason why he's reacting. No. That's so not the reason badly. why. The reason he's acting like that is because he feels like he has a trump card. You keep apologizing. You have to stop apologizing. You apologize once. You apologize twice. You apologize three times. Leave it alone. Let him deal with it now. No more apologizing. Exactly. If he feels away and he wants to jump, jump. Like enough's enough. It's not. This is not like. It's not like you cheated on him or something. You know, awfully, awfully bad. You cut him. You cursed his mom out. No, you quit your job for a good reason. It was 
effing your mind up. You couldn't fuck with the job no more. You thought you had another job. It fell through. Shit happens. He needs to deal with it. And if he doesn't, give him the middle finger or give him the deuces. Like, enough's enough. Like, you're grown. You're 28 years old. Y'all should be playing this tit-for-tat game and, oh my gosh, he's so mad at me. Fuck that. Well, that's a lot easier said than done, right? <laughs> because when you give advice, it has to be advice that people can actually consider taking. They can the take way that, that she loves him doesn't seem as though she's like, you know what? You're not with this? All right, one. No. No, not one. You know. But he has to deal with it. Like enough uh, enough no, baby. Right? You can't baby him no more. I do believe that you cannot baby him anymore. It's kind of like feeding a hungry stomach. Some people, the more you apologize, the mm-hmm. more they want you to apologize. Right. The more you show willingness to the more you it's like the more you show willingness to be the inferior party mm-hmm. and kind of cater to them and be on your knees and they're standing above you and you're like please and then you explain and then you explain again and you explain again and then it's an argument and it's a beef and mm-hmm. things are being thrown the more that you're catering to him the more that he realizes that you're willing right to cater to him Absolutely. and the more that he's going to expect you to cater to him because it's kind of like feeding him you're kind of also like feeding his ego in a sense and he's not going to stop until he's full and he might only be halfway full right now but if That's he true. realizes that you're not you're not expressing that same willingness to do that you cut it off then he's gonna be like oh but not only do you cut it off you really need to kind of flip the script a little bit you know and I don't I don't agree with all right well if you don't like it then bounce but I do think that a conversation needs to be had that goes a little like this I messed up I apologize we've talked about it I see where I was wrong I will never make a mistake like that again from this point on, any major decisions that are to be made, I'll make sure that you are a part of that decision. There's not anything more that I can say. At this point, we can either move forward or we can move backwards. I would prefer to move forward, but I'm not going to argue with you every day. You understand that I'm sorry and apologetic, so I'm not going to apologize anymore. What I want to do now is work on making the relationship better and making sure that you can trust me again. And that'll be easy for me to do to show you every day because I am trustworthy. I just made a mistake. I understand the reason why you kept your mental health status to yourself. Me, not having any knowledge about that, when I found out the state of my mental health, I came and I told you, I was forthcoming with that information. Mm -hmm. I understood why you kept it from me and I'm hoping that you can show me the same understanding that I showed you. I don't wanna hold it over your head. I don't wanna argue and bicker and beef about it, but this has to be a mutual thing. If you're in a position where you're deciding that this isn't a mutual thing, then maybe we need to reevaluate our relationship. I'd rather not because I love you. And that's it. And at that point, you stop. No more apologizing, no nothing. If he wants to withhold sex, if he wants to withhold kindness, then let him do that. You know what you do? You sit there and you be silent because you need to make a stance to let him know that you know what? You're not about that. All right. I agree. Absolutely, positively agree. Great advice. Now, this this next email is is really for you. All for right? me? Yeah. And she didn't even say my name in it, but 
<laughs> okay. She goes, hey, Gia, I love the show. Quick question. Relative to a topic you and Envy discussed. Oh, she did say my name. My boyfriend has acne on his face where he has pimple scars. He's fair skinned and is very obvious. No, mm-hmm. and it's very obvious. Excuse mm-hmm. me. What can I do to help him clear his skin when new bumps appear? Side note, I do like to pop pimples too. <laughs> and then she says, thanks, honey. Oh, wow. Well, um, I think that it's very nice when you're with somebody and you love them. I think it's important to take care of the person that you're with. It shows them that you're a team and that you're not looking at him and judging him. Mm -hmm. You know, if you kind of make it your problem as well. And I mean, not that you would. You know, let them know that you're looking at it as a problem. But internally, if you look at it as your problem as well and you start taking care of him and I don't know if he has an insecurity, I'm imagining that he might have um, like serious acne. Mm-hmm. And along with that comes insecurity for a lot of people because it's your face. It's not something that you can hide or whatever. So if you take on that problem and help him work through it, then I think that he'll look at you like, wow, she doesn't judge me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, when I was young, when I was a teenager and I was attacked and my wounds were starting to develop into scars, um, I have a really large scar on my leg. Rashawn, like while he was like giving me massages and things like that, like he would kiss my scar. And it kind of let me know that he didn't judge me or he didn't think it was ugly or anything like that. So two different examples, but I think that the sentiment is the same anyway. So what you can do, I don't know what his skincare routine is, but I think that you should get him started on a skincare routine that he executes twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. There's a lot of them out there. So depending on the severity of his acne, you know, there are things that everybody knows like proactive and that, you know, that's a three step skincare regimen that a lot of people use and you know I've known people to have good results Um, I think I might have used it in high school and I thought I I remember thinking it was okay Um, then there's some other ones that are a little bit more expensive like Murad where you can get at Sephora but you really need to gauge the level of his of the severity of his acne If that doesn't work, then what you should do is make an appointment with a dermatologist for him. And they have um, over-the-counter medications that they can prescribe. Mm -hmm. There are things like Retin-A and like that's an older one that I know that a lot of people still use. And then there are newer ones since, you know, my younger days when I used to go to a dermatologist. So I know that there are a lot of newer ones that you can, that you can check out. And they usually have something to do with um, renewing the, the top layer of the skin, etc. If it's really, really serious and if he is of stable mind, the most serious remedy for acne is called Accutane. And it's the closest thing that's available to a cure. But it is a very, very, very serious drug. From what I understand, women cannot take it if they are pregnant or if they're intending on getting pregnant. Um, But what it does is it goes in and it's taken orally. You have to be trained 
before you start taking the drug, you have to be educated and then you have to take online um, courses, not courses, online tests mm-hmm. to make sure that you understand all of the information that you've been given. Mm. Because if you do get pregnant, it's almost 100% certain that your baby will come out with birth defects and whatnot. Oh, really? And also, it's also been, this is, you know, kind of sketchy advice in a sense because it's also been tied to depression and suicide. Oh. So you have to make sure that okay. you're, wait, wait, wait. I'll take a pimple. <laughs> no, I know people that, I know, I know some females that have actually taken it, but it's for your most serious cases of, acu- of oh, okay. acne. Like if you have cysts and you ha- you're, developing serious scarring things of that nature mm-hmm. a dermatologist will determine whether you're a candidate okay. or not but you have to make sure that you're happy mm-hmm. and you know life is good because it can take you down that road but whichever way it dries up your um, your oil glands so your skin doesn't produce that much oil and as a result, it kind of kills your potential for acne. So it's supposed to be a very, very, very good product, but it has to be taken with care and only by certain people. Um, but whichever whichever level of acne he's experiencing, what I think is that you should just get in on it with him and help him decide how he's going to deal with it. And maybe you should gift him some products and see what he likes the most. Well, I would just say this. I don't know much about acne, face washing or anything like that. Uh, I just usually take my wife's stuff. So whatever my wife leaves in the bathroom, I wash my face with. <laughs> whatever. Uh, what is it? Lotion, face lotion. What's it called? It's called moisturizer. Oh, moisturizer. Whatever she leaves on the, on the, on the counter, I put on my face. Um, I really don't care. And I've been lucky because my wife takes care of my face sometimes because sometimes I fight her. But <laughs> if you're out there, you know, ladies, take care of your man. There's certain things that he just won't know, just won't do. Just help him, you know, exfoliate. I said it right. Exfoliate with mm-hmm. your man. You know, you, you you should do these type of things. Like when I say gear takes care of every part of me, I can be walking and be like, and she'll be like, hey, stop for a second. Come here for a second. I'm like, what? She'll be like, turn around. And she'll see a, a bump on my back and be like, let me see that. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me get that out. Let me get that out. Like, like that's what she does. Like she'll see a pimple on my ass in the middle of sex. She'll feel it. And then the next morning when she wakes up, she'll be like, <laughs> she'll be like babe, turn, True story. She'll be like, babe, turn over. I, I felt something last night. I'm like, felt something. What the fuck? We were fucking They're like, I was smashing. What do you mean you felt something? And she'll go, she'll find a, a pimple on my ass and pop that pimple on my ass. She really takes care of me and makes sure that I am straight, you know? So, ladies, take care of your men. Don't worry about it being disgusting. Gia finally cut her nails. so she Oh, yes. She I did. She doesn't have them pointy shits anymore, so I don't have to worry about her hurting me when she uh, pops my pimples on my I cut them about blackheads. two hours after that podcast. Great. Yes. So, I just want to say that. Take care of your man, ladies. All right. Time to get up out of here? No, I think we need to do one more email. One more email? Yes. I told you that there was an email that we had to do that All wasn't right. on your scroll. Okay. Someone DM'd me and I DM'd her back that we were going to take on her email. All right. And I told you that. So why are you trying to skate? All right. Here we go. Rashawn. Yes. You just burped in the mic. Did I? You did. Oh, sorry. And I'm going to say it because I know someone's going to say it. Sorry. No, excuse yourself. I said excuse. I said sorry. You said sorry. (laughs) How you just. My bad. Gosh. All right. Here we go. Hey, my name is Erica and I'm 30 years old and I've been with my boyfriend 13 years. 
We have three beautiful children, and for the most part, things are good. But we are complete opposites. I'm a hopeless romantic, and he's not a romantic at all. I dream of being married, but we're not even engaged. We don't even go on dates anymore, Mm -hmm. but he goes out with his friends often. Sometimes I think it's me, but he tries to reassure me it's not. I'm starting to resent him for uh, for me feeling this way. He's my first love, my first everything. I love him and everything. But should I wait and see if things change? I've spoken to him and he gets annoyed with me. Uh, can you please advice? Oh, excuse me. Can you please give me advice on what your point of view would be? P.S. I love the podcast and I honestly ignored my situation until I listened to your advice to other young people in my situation. Mm. What do you think? No, what do you think? I'm actually interested in your perspective on this. They started off with, you know, magic and now it seems like the magic is dwindling. He's not eager to spend that much time with her, but he'd rather spend time with his friends. What do you think about that? Okay, I think in every relationship, I think... um, You have to, this is going to sound foul, but you have to almost shock your spouse. Mm -hmm. Meaning when they are not acting right, you have to do something to put them back in place. You Mm -hmm. know, and it it doesn't mean that they don't love you. It doesn't mean that they're not attracted to you. It doesn't mean that they don't care for you. It just means they just take you for granted. And obviously in this situation, he is taking you for granted. So you have to shock him back in place. You have to make sure that he has to respect you and he has to do the things that got y'all there. You know, he has to value. He has to value. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if he took you on four dates a week, obviously you have three kids, so you can't go on four dates, but you got to spend some time with me. Take me out. You know, your friends are not as important as I am. And he has to understand it. So you have to, you know, shock him a little bit. Hey, when he comes in, he wants a little head. Nah, I'm tired. Go get head from John. (laughs) So should she say that? No, because that sounds spiteful. Well, he'll know that way. Yeah, I'm tired. Go get some head from John. But now here's here's my thing about that. Mm -hmm. Do you want him to start spending more time with her because she's not giving him head? Or do you want him to want to spend time with her because he genuinely wants to spend time with her? You know, I, I like don't don't gift me your time. I, I don't want your time to be a gift. I want you to look at my time as a gift. Yeah. I want you to value my time. I want you to actually enjoy being around me. I don't want you to spend time with me because you're not getting something on my end. I do believe that people do need to be shocked. I think that that's great. But at the same time, I want somebody like don't patronize me. No, it's not. I'm see that that's the problem. I think a lot of people feel oh, don't patronize me. Don't come. No, it's it's not that in a lot of in a lot of cases. It's the fact that I think a lot of times people forget and and not forget in a bad way. But I see you all the time, so I forget that you have needs as well. And it's not the fact that I don't want to hang out with you. Shit, we sleep with each other every night. We wake up with each other. We go here with each other. We go here. But I forget that you're my wife and you're beautiful and you still have needs as well. You know, I'm hanging out with Johnny because I'm playing pool and I'm I'm bowling and I enjoy bowling and playing pool because I'm bowling and playing pool because I think that you're cool with it. I think it's okay. Yeah, my babe, I'll see you later. I forget that. Damn, I got to take my wife out with me sometimes. I have to take her to the movies. 
we have to the things that she fell in love with i have to make sure she still loves with or she'll wind up leaving so i think people forget he's probably comfortable thinking that she's not leaving they have three kids so i think he's probably very comfortable well he's very comfortable thinking that she's okay Mm-hmm. And he's not thinking that, damn, she is pissed off. You know, because a lot of times when... when but wait, wait, I'm sorry, baby. He knows. Because no, didn't she say, say no, I was going to say that. tired of me talking about I it? I was going to say that. A lot of times when, when, when men and women argue or, or women complain, men take it as, ah, oh, she's just nagging. She'll be all right. That's how men take it a lot of times. Why do you think that is? That doesn't seem to make sense to me. If I'm telling you that I have a problem and clearly it's driving me away or causing me to resent you, then why would you do anything to perpetuate that? Because a lot of times it's just like, why oh, is it under, why is it under the, the heading of nagging? Tell me that. I, I don't understand. I, I don't I, I can't give you that answer. But when I'm around my friends and they have wives or they have girlfriends and they talk about their wife or their girlfriend calls or their fiance calls or whatever it may be. And they beefing or they nagging. It's more of like, ah, she's nagging again. Let's keep it moving. I don't think they ever take it serious, you know, because it's like, ah, here she goes again. All right. All right, babe. All right. Peace. All right. Let's keep it moving. That's how I think men take it because we don't like to nag. We don't like to argue. We just take it as nagging. We don't really listen to what's really bothering that person, you know? So in a relationship, when it first comes down to it, even our relationship for the last, let's say, 10 years, I just started really understanding what a relationship was, meaning at first. I would listen to you, but not to understand you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's say you would say something. And you had a beef or a problem or there was a situation I would listen just to get out the situation. <laughs> But now uh, I listen it's to It's funny uh, I can laugh about it now. Yeah, I mean it's the truth. Mm-hmm. But now when you have a, a problem, I try to listen to it to understand and right. try to fix the problem that's in our relationship mm-hmm. if there is a problem or a, a feeling. So I think in this situation you have to shock him. You have to shock him where you he honestly knows that look, shit is fucked up here. And if you don't fix this fucked up shit, you might see yourself living on John's couch. And, now, and then when you live on John's couch, John's going to have to give you head because I'm not going to be there too. And maybe he will understand it better like that. Well, see, I, that might be extreme because I don't know if she's built like that. I don't know if she's the type of woman that could make that threat or a comparable threat or follow through well, she doesn't on have a, to threat make a threat like, like that. that. But what I think that she might need to do is show him a cold shoulder and things that she used to do stop doing right but not attach it to a threat let him wonder why she's not doing all the things that she used to do why she doesn't look at him the same way why she doesn't talk to him the same way why when he calls she's not eager to carry on with the conversation or ask questions or anything. You know why? Because apparently I'm nagging you. So right. let me limit my 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 talking to you. Gotcha. Let let me let me put a little bit of a of a hold on that. Maybe why she's not as sexual towards him as she was before. Once she starts changing, he's going to, it's probably going to weigh on his mind and he's going to have to try to figure out why is she not the same person that she was before? And he might try to figure it out on his own to begin with or let it ride for a little while. But at some point, he's going to ask her. And it's kind of like our dog. 
right? Okay. <laughs> so with our dog, he has um, an electronic collar. Mm-hmm. And we were very worried at first when the trainers came and they said, well, here's this electronic collar. And we're like, what? What is that? Right. They said, well, this is what the electronic collar is for. First of all, they allowed us to try it. So we put it on our wrists and they have a gadget that they press the button and it delivers a little shock. Mm -hmm. And we would feel it and it was very, very mild. And they had to crank it up to a very moderate level for us to even feel anything. But basically what it's designed to do is to disrupt the dog from whatever bad behavior it's engaging in. And let's say I'm walking the dog and the dog is supposed to sit because I gave it the command and the dog doesn't sit. I'm supposed to press the button. And if she still doesn't sit, I'm supposed to turn it up a little bit more, press the button. If she still doesn't sit, I repeat that until the dog says, whoa, maybe I should stop paying attention to that squirrel and sit my ass down. And we can't we don't use the collar just because we just we just can't. So I know the trainers would be livid with us because all of the training that they trained us with using the top collar is going to waste, but we just can't use it. But the same idea like with your with your husband. If you give him a moderate reaction and you don't get a reaction from him, then you need to up the ante. All right, so I stopped talking to you the same way that I was talking to you before and it didn't really work. All right, now at night, maybe I'm not gonna do the things that I would typically do. Oh, that didn't really work. Maybe I'm not going to cook for you every night. Maybe I'm gonna make sure that the kids are taken care of and you know, I'll make sure that there's something for you, but maybe it's not the type of meal that I would have prepared for you the way that I would have before. You know, you just keep upping the ante until he comes to you and he says, you know, what's wrong? Like things don't seem to be the same. Is there something wrong or what did I do? Or where are we? Let him create the conversation because you know what? You've quote unquote nagged him enough. So you know what? Don't be that nag. Give him something to nag you about. Because apparently, like why are women always the ones that have to come to the man with the problem? You know, like, no, you turn, you come to now. You're going to have a problem and you're going to have to come to me. I agree with you. I mean, I, I think if if he's not doing all the things that he actually won and the reason that you guys fell in love and he kind of fell off of it. I mean, I think you have to remind him. And, and I, I think you remind him, like you said, not necessarily by saying it, mm-hmm. but by those actions that you are not necessarily showing him the love that you did before. And I think. If he wants to, if he really cares, he'll get it. And he'll don't start, threaten. And he'll start changing his actions and hopefully things will work out right. So to answer your question, yes, change those actions. The things that you usually but do for him, threaten you him. slow down Just and do it. he'll start seeing, he'll start understanding, he'll start thinking, you know, hey, John, I'm not, I'm not hanging out with you guys today. I'm, I'm going to chill at home and hopefully he'll fix up. Mm-hmm. But just keep adjusting it until you get the response that you're looking for. Absolutely. All right. Well, good luck. I hope, you know, they have three kids. I hope things work out the way that you want it to. All right. Well, um, I have to tell people the truth of why the podcast is a day late. Well, it's still Wednesday, so it's not a full day late. Well, we're a little late. And the reason we're a little late is... Um, Yesterday was a holiday? No, that too. We were in bed, right? And this is um, it's going to be a little too much TMI. What are you talking... I don't even know where you... I- Right before about? I was going to stick my thing in, you stopped me and you was like, babe, we got to do the podcast. Remember? 
And I was like, the podcast is going to be a little late. It was between fucking a podcast. And every felon out there knows which one you would have took. <laughs> right? So. You are so next level ridiculous with this right now. This is the truth. I was surprised you even stopped me. Right in the middle, you said, oh, we got to do the podcast. And I was like, excuse my French, bitch, I'm going to get this nut. So that's why we're late. But everybody, uh, we appreciate you listening to us. You can always email us, the Casey Crew, the Casey Crew at gmail.com. What? T H E E Casey Crew at gmail.com. You know what? I'm not even going to address it. I'm just going to let it rock. Or you can always hit up the website, the Casey Crew at, <laughs> at uh, the Casey Crew.com. And we got all types of cool stuff. I promise you, I forgot that happened. Uh, we got mugs. We got glasses. <laughs> you got mugs. You got glasses. All that. What? What? You shouldn't have stopped me. All right. Well, I'm DJ Envy. You were like, so it's going to be this podcast or this. Mm. <laughs> You'll get this dick or this podcast. Which one you want? You chose dick. That's why it's late. Well, everybody, I appreciate you guys for riding out with us. I'm DJ Envy. And I'm Kia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. Toodles.